Get your pencil sharpened. Uh, last time you asked for lots of detail, this time you're going to get it. Good to see Shannon, you're a fan. Here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> so uh, I do want to thank you all for joining me this morning. Uh, and I want to go outline the government's legislation for the spring sitting of the legislature, which will be the final sitting before the next provincial election. Uh, in 2019, our government was elected with a historic <laughs> mandate given to us by over a million Albertans, and we put a plan in motion. Despite some difficult years, we have fulfilled the promises we made to Albertans, which was to get our province back on track and get our fiscal house in order. And our plan is working. As a result of our government's actions, we have set Alberta up for tremendous success, creating the best environment in the country to live, work, and raise a family. Last year, Alberta saw a record investment in venture capital, over $700 million. Tremendous new job growth, over 90,000 new jobs. The first balanced budget in nearly a decade, and an economic climate that the government created that allowed for ten, tens of thousands of Albertans to have jobs that pay for bills, mortgages, groceries, and even a little bit of stuff on the side. And urgent reforms are being made to the healthcare system that will decrease wait times, surgeries, and ambulances and emergency room wait times, and much more. But we are not done, and that is why we are moving forward with important legislation this spring to ensure Alberta stays the most attractive place to do business, to find meaningful work, to live, and to raise a family. Starting with the Alberta Firearms Act, the Red Tape Reduction Statutes Amendment Act, and the Financial Statutes Amendment Act, along with two appropriation acts, one for main estimates and one for supplementary supply. So I will begin with the Red Tape Reduction Act. For example, the Workers' Compensation Amendment Act, specifically in terms of firefighter coverage. We, be, we will amend it to create regulation-making authority for the purpose of enhancing presumptive WCB coverage for firefighters involved in the Fort McMurray fire. It will also include an amendment to the Trespass to Premises Act and Petty Trespass Act to prevent the entry of federal government employees onto private land. We'll also see changes to the Land Titles Act, Land Titles Amendment Act, and others to enable the use of electronic signatures in land titles registry, which would speed up the process for Albertans dealing with registries and staying with the Ministry of Justice. Um, <clears throat> uh, we would support amendment legislation to suspend social assistance benefits to prolific violent offenders with active warrants and to use said information to allow uh, to aid law enforcement to track down offenders who are evading capture. Further to that, we'll see some uh, other statutes will be amended, including the B Act, Irrigation District Act, Foreign Cultural Property Immunity Act, Continuing Care, Consequential Amendments, Public Works Act, Provincial Court Act, Municipal Government Act, Personal Property Security Act, Civil Enforcement Amendment Act, Public Transit Act, and Green Infrastructure Project Act. Everybody get that? Okay. <laughs> We can go over it again. Do you want me to read that again? Okay. No problem. Um, shifting gears now, we're we'll looking at Bill 8, which is the Alberta Firearms Act. This bill is being introduced to protect firearm owners from the federal firearms confiscation program and to establish a provincial firearms regulatory system that will promote a safe and responsible use of firearms. And finally... 
the Financial Statutes Amendment Act of 2023 will see many changes to support Alberta's various sectors. One great example of these amendments is the Post-Secondary Learning Act. With a proposal to reduce student loan interest rates, extend student loan grace periods, increase repayment assistance thresholds for students, and cap tuition increases to support affordability. On top of changes already made to extend student loan grace periods to 12 months and to reduce the interest rates in Alberta student loans to the prime rate, we're also proposing to improve affordability for Alberta students by maintaining the current cap on tuition uh, increases for this year and implementing a 2% cap for 2024 and future years. This measure, if approved, would ease the impact of inflation so post-secondary students can focus on their education and worry less about paying their bills. We have and will continue to listen to the concerns of students as we focus on making life more affordable for them and all Albertans. We're also proposing legislative amendments that would create a regulatory-making authority to designate private career colleges as independent academic institutions. This would help expand enrollment in private sector colleges and address Alberta's workforce shortages. Other items include Alberta Personal Income Tax Act and other legislation, including Child and Youth and Family Enhancement Act to ensure a less arduous and more efficient adoption process for those looking to create their own family. <clears throat> the Business Corporation Amendment Act would also be revised to rectify an unintended impact respecting recent amendments to facilitate the passage of written resolutions by small and medium-sized corporations. The Credit Union Amendment Act would be revised to reduce red tape and administrative burden on credit unions and customers while increasing the Credit Union Deposit Guarantee Corporation's ability to provide effective oversight. The Horse Racing Alberta Amendment Act would see amendments to make targeted adjustments to modernize and streamline the current Horse Racing Alberta board structure and the Horse Racing Appeal <coughs> Tribunal. The Securities Amendment Act and Business Corporations Amendment Act would see changes to streamline and or harmonize security laws with other jurisdictions and keep them up with advancements in the sector. Also support Albertans in the agriculture sector thanks to a proposed five-year value-added agriculture capital investment tax credit program to provide 12% on uh, eligible capital investment for capital expenditures over $10 million in value-added agriculture processing. We'll also see changes to the local government fiscal framework to remove the cap on indexing changes in the municipal funding to changes in provincial revenues and implement the local government fiscal framework to take effect in 2023-2024, which I may add is a year ahead of schedule. The Heritage Savings and Trust Fund Act will be amended to allow the government to put more than CPI into the Alberta Heritage Savings and Trust Fund. And of course, the focus of this session is on Budget 2023 and through the Fiscal Planning and Transparency Amendment Act which will consider the process of debt repayment, savings policies, requirements for balancing budgets, and public reporting. And finally, we will see amendments to private member Dan Williams's bill from last year, the Alberta Personal Income Tax Charitable and Other Gifts Amendment Act 2022, and bring legislation into force effective January 2023. All of these items 
fall uh, under three bills that we expect to introduce into the legislation in the legislature of the session. Each one of them will play a key part in some of the sector in some sector in the province, whether it's post-secondary institutions, agriculture sector, or the justice system. These bills will be beneficial for Albertans, and my colleagues and I anticipate a, a productive session that will result in meaningful improvements to our province. Thank you. Go ahead. Firearms Act. This is something that Premier Smith specifically said to protect firearm owners from federal intrusion, quote unquote, that the Sovereignty Act would be used. So why are you enacting a new bill to do just that? So uh, we are enacting this bill um, because it is important that we're defending our burdens, we're defending firearm owners in this province, and making sure that um, Albertans feel as though this government has their back. Uh, a number of firearms owners in this province have reached out to me and a number of my colleagues and feel that the federal legislation is an overreach, it's an overstep, and as a province, we're taking action within our abilities to, uh, to protect legal firearm owners. You understand though, th that goal, that was the same for the Sovereignty Act, so why choose this mechanism? Is that an admission that the Sovereignty Act does not work like you intended? Uh, I would definitely disagree with the premise of that question. Uh, I would just argue that it's important to put in legislation uh, our rights uh, as a province and uh, codify the, the, the responsibilities of the chief firearms officer. If you're not going to use the, the Sovereignty Act on the firearms issue, what are you going to use it on? You know, I'm not going to dive into hypotheticals at the moment. Um, if we feel like it's necessary to use it, we'll use it, but at the moment... We're focused on the primary issues facing Albertans, which is affordability, access to health care, and making sure that uh, we have a strong economy and building a strong Alberta for the future. But the Premier directed every single minister to come up with a motion on the, on the Sovereignty Act that was relevant to their ministry. So are we going to see any of those motions or no? With regards to what, sorry? Every single, with, with regards to the Sovereignty Act, she said she's directing every single minister to come up with, with something relevant come up with a motion for it to be. So are we going to see a motion? Well, the Premier has directed all the ministers to come up with things that are what's best for Alberta within their, uh, in their mandate. And that's what ministers have done. We feel that in this session, the three bills that I've outlined here today uh, do exactly that. They're addressing the primary concerns of Albertans, which is affordability, access to health care, and, uh, and a strong economy. And uh, I'm overjoyed that yesterday we saw a balanced budget, and I'm grateful for our Honourable Travis Taves and all the work he's done for the last... Uh, three and a half years to get us to this point. Sorry, just to follow up on that, same, like the Premier was very specific on the Sovereignty Act. <clears throat> she wants, wanted her ministers to come up with ideas for motions to use the Sovereignty Act. Now, she was very specific on that. Sure, so what are you asking? So, will we see any motions during the session? I'm, you know what? Again, I'm not going to deal with hypotheticals. Uh, what I've laid out to you today is exactly what you expect to see. Um, as you've seen in the past with this legislature and previous legislatures, uh, we have to adapt to evolving, you know, the evolving political climate. And should we see something necessary, we, we will do that. But at the moment, this is the plan for the session, these three bills. You've got a lot of things you've mentioned to us. Mm -hmm. It seems that it's, um, that it's odd that you wouldn't know things coming from your own cabinet uh, colleagues that might impact the work you're doing during the, the session. I know exactly what's coming forward, and I just laid it out for you. In fact, I think I laid it in pretty good detail compared to last time. <laughs> it seems odd that you, you may have motions coming forward that could actually maybe lengthen the, the time you're sitting and things like that. Um, 
and the premium is so specific about this, and you're acting like it's not really an issue. Like I said, should we need to use a sovereignty act, we will, um, but it is a shield. And at the moment, uh, we're not going to deal with hypotheticals as to what we would and wouldn't use it for. This session is about making life better for Albertans. And it's about making sure that people have access to good health care. It's about making sure that people can pay their bills and that we're setting up Alberta for future success for generations to come. And I think we're doing exactly that. And so with the great detail I've laid out today, I think that you have seen that we are laser-focused on what matters most to Albertans. And as a government, we always have to adapt and, uh, and, and roll with the punches, so to speak, to make sure that we're dealing with whatever comes. But at the moment, we are dealing with some concerned Albertans about who paying their bills. And that's why uh, we're, we're dealing with that, and that's, uh, that's, one of our, that's our priorities. For the Trespassing Act amendments, what problem are you trying to solve that's happening in Alberta? Well, we are seeing federal employees trespass onto private land in Alberta, and as a result of that, uh, we don't think that that's, that that's appropriate. So we're, uh, we're making that uh, an offense in this province so that the, um, especially with the water testing, I think it was, a, it was an issue that's been, been addressed. So should, uh, should federal employees decide to trespass on private, on private land, they will be, uh, they'll be charged. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about where, where is this happening, what, what specifically which federal employees, and then what would be the penalties if they were caught doing that? Well, now you're asking me to get into greater detail about the bill. I'm going to leave that to the Minister of Justice. Um, well, the trespassing isn't in the bill. What's happening on the ground that you're hearing about, that's not in the bill. Well, like I said, I'm going to leave it to the Minister of Justice to uh, speak in greater detail about the bill. What I'm here to do is to lay out the legislation that we are going to be bringing forward and uh, give you, you know, some high-level information. But uh, I can't really go into great detail because the bill has not been tabled. And once it's tabled, you'll get a chance to look at it in greater detail and ask all your questions to the appropriate minister. Can you tell us, has that already happened? Or is that something that you think might happen? Yes, it has happened. When? In Alberta? What's that, sorry? When and where? So, like I said, I'm not going to go into great detail about the bill. I feel like this is something that you should tell us if you're enacting a bill on this. So we're going to go, like I said, just questions for the minister, and you're welcome to ask him those questions when the bill is addressed, uh, or rather when the bill is introduced. But at the moment, I'm going to give you the high-level points of this, of this session. Can you tell us why, you would, why you're planning on expanding presumptive coverage for firefighters who were just... Involved in the Fort McMurray wildfires? That seems really specific. Why not all firefighters? Well, again, I'll go back to this. Um, so we are going to be amending this to create regulation uh, authority uh, for the purpose of enhancing presumptive WCB coverage for firefighters in the Fort McMurray wildfires. So um, we want to make sure that they're covered. It's important to us. Um, why, why specifically them? <clears throat> well, we're, like, like I said, go into great detail with the minister. Uh, he's a great person asked about that question. But uh, as I'm laying out the high-level information about these bills, I feel like I'm giving the information that I can without, you know, stepping on the minister's toast. You mentioned a lot of things you plan on doing during this session, but why then did you delay the start? It was the start today, delayed now until next week. Why? Why? 
Well, I think it's important that uh, we have the budget table, then we're able to go and uh, talk to some of our constituents, but then come back as soon as possible and get into estimates and, and then get into legislation. But you set the calendar. Yeah, you set the calendar. You, so you, you could have given yourself a constituency week. That's happened before, but mm -hmm. calendar was that we would sit today, tomorrow. Right. Why not and get right into it? What's that, sorry? Why not get right into it? It felt it's important to give us a couple of days to go back and consult with constituents on the budget and come back next week and, uh, and get into estimates and, and legislation. So will that delay the end of the, the session? Of course, the, the adage is that the government determines the first date of the yes. session. Yeah, that position determines when it stands um, or uh, recesses. Um, will it affect the length of time? Will you have to go a couple of days longer then? I don't, I don't anticipate, no. Why is Again, I mean, it looks like almost everything is in this red tape bill. Why do it in that way? What do you mean? Oh, well, I mean, you rattled off a list of pieces of legislation that you wanted to amend. That's all, that's all happening within that one red tape reduction bill, correct? Mm -hmm. So why do it in an omnibus format like that? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great way of doing it. It's an efficient way of doing it, and it all fits in the mandate of cutting red tape. So the minister works with, uh, with uh, other ministers, to put together this bill based on what he feels is uh, appropriate pieces that fit into the in, in, in the red tape bill. So this is, uh, it, it does have a number of pieces, but that's not uncommon for red tape production acts. Um, but uh, yeah, this one. I do have to hit the phone lines, sorry. Uh, operator, can you please put the first caller through? Thank you, first question is from Carrie Tate, Globe and Mail. Hi, thanks for taking my question. You mentioned the Provincial Firearm Registry. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you're planning, what it will do, the purpose? With the what, sorry? I missed that first part. The Provincial Firearm Registry. Did I hear you right? There's a, the Alberta Firearms Act. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, and within that, didn't you mention that there would be a Provincial Firearm Registry? Uh, I'm going to let the minister speak in greater detail on the bill. I'm Again, I'm... That, 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 that is a question, the finer details for him. But did you mention the uh, uh, provincial registry for firearms, or did I mishear that? Uh, firearms regulatory system. Pardon? A, fi a, a firearms regulatory system. Okay, well, can you tell us about the firearms regulatory system? I'm going to leave that to the, the minister. I'm gonna, it's, it's his bill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it to him. And, so, and, and just to be... Did you really just come to read us a list of bills today? I mean, you've read us a list of bills of many, many topics, but without yeah. any details. What can you provide detail on? I can provide you details of the bills that are coming forward this session, which I've done. And uh, this is... And just like I did last time when we went into session, I gave you an idea of what's coming. But in terms of what's going to be in the bills in greater detail, that is for the minister to, uh, to discuss He'll, uh, he or she, whichever minister is uh, responsible for the file, will will uh, will stand before you and take questions on the greater details of the bill. But uh, this is the process that I can come out and let you know what we expect to do this session, what bills are coming forward, and what the priorities are. Okay, operator, can we please have the next caller? Thank you, Michelle Belfontaine, CBC. Um, hi there. <laughs> Thanks for taking my question. Um, I wanted to go back to... Um, the amendments that you want to do to the Trespassing Act about uh, federal employees uh, entering private land um, to do their jobs. So I'm wondering, like, doesn't the federal 
laws allow that. Like, I mean, I'm looking at the Pest Control Products Act, which uh, inspectors are allowed at any reasonable time, um, and also the Canada Water Act. I mean, I mean, they're they're out there doing their job. So I'm just wondering why this is not considered to, to be a necessary priority of the government. Well, thank you for the question, Michelle. It's too bad you're not here with us in person. Always good to see you. Um, but uh, we respect property rights in this province, and that's why we even uh, introduced this. That's why this is coming forward. Michelle, do you have another one? Yeah, but I mean, how, how does that infringe on property rights? I mean, they're out there doing their job uh, to, to uh, carry out these particular inspections. They're not harming the property or harming the homeowners. So I'm just, re- I'm just really curious about that, what the rationale is. Well, I can appreciate the rationale and the curiosity, but again, in this province, we do respect property rights, and it's always nice to ask for permission before you go on someone's private land. Okay, operator, last caller, please. Thank you, Dean Bennett, Canadian Press. Morning, Minister. Yeah, I I appreciate that uh, uh, you can only give a high-level view, but it really is kind of a confusing issue with this trespassing thing. I think if if the government's going to put forward legislation like this, it needs to explain it. I mean, is is Michelle right? So can they not, uh, can they already by federal law go on private land, or are you basically, this is kind of your mini-sovereignty act bill then? Uh, Dean, I, I thought somebody was missing in this room, and it was clearly you. I, too bad you're not here in person either. See your smiling face. But, uh, you know, I, I am going to, again, defer to the minister on the finer details of that bill uh, and, uh, and the legalities of it. Uh, I, I am not a lawyer, uh, but I am, uh, I, I am happy to see that the government is taking property rights very seriously, and that's why we put it in the bill. Dean, do you have another one? Well, I want to ask about my smiling face. I'm not going to ask about that. I'm going to ask, um, well, Minister, how long do you expect the session's going to be? Three weeks, four weeks? Well, the calendar has us going to the end of March. Uh, I expect it to end there. But as previously mentioned, um, the, uh, the government determines when we start and the opposition determines when we end. So we can maybe ask uh, Irfan Sabir when we're going to end. He's here with us today. All right. Okay. How, how, how many bills? I, I, I got lost in all the omnibus legislation. How, how many total bills and how so, many acts would be in So there's three total bills. And um, I actually, oh, I think it... Budget, yeah. Like appropriation. Yeah. So I, and I actually failed to mention the bill numbers. So Bill 8 is the Alberta Firearms Act. Bill 9 is the Red Tape Production Statutes Amendment Act. I'll let you write that down. And, uh, and Bill 10 is the Financial Statutes Amendment Act. Sorry, say that again? Sorry, is there a written use? Normally there's a written use release of these things because then you can actually both get you we'll get you, We'll get you all this information. Okay. You better. Sorry, I started you. For you, absolutely. I'll get you for that. I'll get, I'll get that for you. Bill 8, yeah. Bill 9. Yeah, so Bill 8, uh, yeah, I'll start from the top. Bill 8 would be the Alberta Firearms Act. Bill 9 is the Red Tape Production Statutes Amendment Act. And Bill 10 would be the Financial Statutes Amendment Act, and then, of course, the two appropriation acts for main estimates and supplementary supply. All right, that's it for today. Thanks, everybody.